Shalom Mishpocha. Shalom family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word, means family, and we're the Mishpocha, the family with the Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people with the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile. It's finally come down to form one new man. Getting ready, Mishpocha, to blow the grandest shofar, or the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone, everywhere, to hear the good news. We want everyone, everywhere, to be red hot for the Messiah. Well, this is a man that probably a lot of you do not need an introduction to. You've heard of him. Uh, He's uh, number three or so on national gospel charts. Uh, His name is Eddie James. And when I did a special with TBN, uh, they could not get enough of Eddie's music. But there's a story behind the story. And the last time I interviewed him, and I'll kind of review because uh, some of you did not hear that, uh, at age eight, he became a believer, and he heard the audible voice of God. What did God say to you, Eddie? He said that God was going to use me. He had a plan for me to do music and to minister. He says, and I've called you to preach, and I've called you to, to lead worship, and I've called you to, to write music and in that moment, when I said yes to the Lord at eight years old, he marked me with the call of God. And, and then you went to your mother, and she pulled something from her Bible, which she had never shown you before. What was that? She pulled a card out because when, I was, uh, when she was uh, pregnant with me, there was a preacher from Africa who told her that I was a son and that I would preach the gospel, I would travel across the world, I would lead worship, I would write music, and she wrote all of that down on a card. And she held it uh, in that place in her Bible until the time that I spoke to her at eight years old and told her what God told me. I actually told my dad first. hmm. My dad and I wrote home, my mother wrote in a different car, and my father, I told my father what the Lord told me, and my dad said, make sure you tell your mother. And uh, so I went to go tell my mother, and that's when she pulled that card out. She was just blown away. Now... You had quite a destiny, even when you were a student in school, in high school, and God had to prepare you for it. Uh, So I've heard of people being baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you really got baptized in the Holy Spirit. What was that like? (laughs) Well, uh, before I went into high school, uh, that year that we were going to go into high school, uh, my, my church at the time was talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I was praying and wanting it so bad. And the Holy Spirit, uh, that particular summer, just before I went into high school, filled me with the Holy Spirit, baptized me in his fire in such a way I spoke in tongues all day, spoke in tongues all night. Uh, The next morning I was speaking in tongues. I I mean... Uh, How long did that fire last? Well, I well, never quenched. <laughs> it's, it's gone on to this day. Uh, no, but I guess what I'm asking, and I understand that, and I believe that. However, I've talked to people that have been baptized in fire, and sometimes they're just so wasted, they can't even function normal. Is that the way you were? For, see, honestly, for about three days, I could not even think English. I could not function normal in society. I was so drunk. I was so taken 
by the Holy Spirit. And if people understand my particular church background, that's just stuff you don't conjure up and you just don't do. You know, I received the Lord when I was eight, and I so did not want to to uh, to be what they would call fake or putting on or just kind of doing this just because I saw others do it, that it took me a while for me to to really yield or give in to the presence. Not because I didn't want him. I think I was just more afraid of myself not really, you know, doing this the right way. But when the Lord broke, when, helped me to break through that, and I just yielded for about three days, Sid, I couldn't even think straight. <laughs> it was so incredible. But, but that was, you know, that was an empowerment for what was coming next. And as a youngster, and I consider someone in high school a youngster, um, yeah, I mean, I'm amazed that you had the ability to start a, a, a small choir and it, the small uh, voices went from 30 to 300. Uh, but, but God gave you another encounter in high school, uh, which is outrageous. Uh, you were in class and all of a sudden your spirit left your body. What was that like? I can tell it's, I can remember like it was yesterday. I was at my music class. We were singing a song called Adonai in my music class. And while I'm there, my spirit, at the point we're singing that song, my spirit leaves my body. The, the building, the roof over my head begins to split in half. I go into midair. The hand of God comes from heaven into midair. And from his hand comes these crystals that come into my spirit. I can see it coming into my face and my chest. I, I'm starting to shake over you're just telling that story, but go ahead. Oh, uh, it was it was the most defining spiritual experience of my life. I mean, I, I can remember it like I said, like it was yesterday. I am hanging in midair and these crystals come into me. And I I was there for the entire class period because once the bell rang and it was time to go to the next class, I remember my spirit going back into my body, the roof closing up, and they said that I operated in class like it was normal. I don't remember anything about that class or much of that day. All I can remember is being so connected to the Spirit of God, my spirit in midair, his hand, just, you know, the, the impartation that I was receiving. I didn't understand what God was doing in that moment. I didn't know why it happened. It wasn't something that I had necessarily even prayed to happen. It just God supernaturally took me into a place in him that has marked me for a lifetime. Well, we're going to talk on tomorrow's broadcast about how he equipped you to go into a traditional Jewish synagogue. And I I can't believe what happened there, but we'll, we'll save that for tomorrow. But I want you to know your new CD, Yearn, and also the uh, other two of Shift, uh, the, the one Yearn, how in the world did you come up with the idea of God, me, and my piano? I tell you, it was what birthed it is, I mean, many of you all know what I do for reaching young people. And in the earlier days of me doing that and rescuing kids, many of them had went home for, home for Christmas 
celebration. So I was at my house in my home studio just beginning to worship the Lord. And I pushed the record button, and I just got lost in worshiping God, uh, as I normally do. And when I looked at it, I felt the notion of the Holy Spirit that people needed to to hear this and to be able to have intimate time with God. So uh, the second one I did was called Yearn, and I will never forget it. Uh, Sid, when I did this song, when I did the Yearn Project, and there was the song called As the Deer, I was so gripped by God that the, the, the gentleman that was with me, he was helping me to engineer uh, the song uh, in the studio. I fell from my keyboard onto the floor, and for about 45 minutes, I wept and just rolled on the floor. Holy Spirit so gripped me and so poured into me, and I was just gone. My spirit was just with him. And I was just so gripped by that. And, and I really believe that that somehow comes through on the Yearn CD. It, it, it just, I don't... Okay, Eddie, we're going to make your three CDs. I mean, they are, they're out of this world. And I find it great for praying in tongues in the morning. I just play this in the background. Uh, but we're making the three CDs available for a gift of $40. Let's hear a little bit of As the Deer. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone, Jesus, are my heart's desire and I long to worship you oh you alone are my strength my shield to you May my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. You're my friend And you are My brother Even though You are The king of kings And I love you More than any other So much more Than any Oh, 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 you alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone, may my spirit. 
Now, my guest is Eddie James, and I was teasing you a little yesterday to get you to come back, but uh, I can't wait for you to hear this story. Eddie James is uh, provoking me to jealousy, and that's what the Gentile's supposed to do. Um, And uh, he but he's being equipped. He's being prepared. Um, And literally, he saw a revival break out in his high school. But tell me the story about the Jewish synagogue. Oh, this is so awesome. So I had no idea, Sid, that there were those of our Jewish, uh, in our Jewish roots that that had questions concerning whether Jesus was the Messiah or not. I had no idea. I just knew that they were the people of God, that that Jesus was a Jew. Now, you probably didn't even know any Jewish people, did you? Never have met one in my life. Never knew one at all. And so we were invited uh, to take my gospel choir from my high school during uh, February, which is traditionally known as uh, African American History Month, Black History Month. So uh, they wanted to have some gospel music be brought into uh, the Jewish uh, synagogue there in Phoenix, Arizona, where I'm from. Uh, They wanted to uh, have us introduce some music to them. So I was excited about the opportunity and humbled by it. I said, Lord, you would give me the opportunity to go and minister before the people who are naturally, by birth, they are your people. And so I was so blown away at uh, the privilege that I fasted and I prayed and I fasted and I prayed. I put my entire choir on a fast. Now, we're talking about sophomores and freshmen. We're talking about seniors and juniors. We're not talking about older people. We're talking about 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds. We're all fasting. And we're all praying that we will love the Jewish people and that we would release to them what God's put in us and that we were humble that as Gentiles, we would be able to minister before them. So we went and I can remember taking the bus that the school gave us and we're praying in the Holy Ghost all the way there because I told them, these are people you don't want to do wrong. The Bible says if we bless the Jewish people, God will bless us. But if we hurt them, We are in great trouble. So we need to go with our full prayer and intercession on. We need to really make sure we do this. And we get there and sit. I preach Jesus. I preach the Holy Ghost. I preach the cross. I preach the blood. This isn't a traditional Jewish synagogue. Did you know what you were doing? 
no idea. <laughs> no idea. Not coming from a church concept that you don't ever go into another person's church or denomination and preach something that they don't believe in. I won't go into a church that don't believe in tongues and preach that because that would be offensive to that movement. I have to be trusted. So, so had I known, I probably wouldn't have done this, but I had no idea. I just naturally assumed because there were Jewish people and that Jesus was the Messiah and that Jesus was Jewish. I just naturally assumed that they were all on board. <laughs> naturally assumed that they all understood this. So I go in and I'm giving it everything I've got. I mean, are, are, are you praying in tongues too? Publicly? Um, we spoke in tongues. We danced. We shouted. We laid hands. We laid hands. You laid hands on them? <laughs> The whole bit. I'm as charismatic as Acts chapter 2 as you can get it. We were, I'm talking about all in. And the whole audience, every single one of them, responded to the altar call. Praise the synagogue? The, the whole, all the Jews in the synagogue responded? What Was the altar call to receive Jesus? Yeah, I, I <laughs> opened up an altar call for people to get saved. I said, if you know this Jesus, he's... Eddie, never, never get sophisticated and never get to the point where you'll never do that again. That's wonderful. I wish every Christian would do that. <laughs> Go into your synagogues. It's time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I couldn't resist. The gravity of what happened until months later. I didn't even realize the gravity. We went in and we were crying I was so humbled. I was just like, God, I want to do this right. It was a setup. It was a Holy Ghost setup. My ignorance was a Holy Ghost setup. It was God. Because when it was all said and done, the rabbis, uh, all of the people that were a part of the synagogue, every single one of them received Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives. I thought the rabbis and the, and the leaders there, I thought, that they were just saying the prayer for the sake of, you know, how sometimes, you know, churches will all join in right. prayer to help. No, they were receiving Jesus <laughs> as Lord and Savior of their lives. Hey, Eddie, I can't help but want to hear a song that, 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 uh, that we're offering with the three music CDs. Uh, it's called He's Alive. What's the story behind that song? Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. So uh, we all, I'm sure, familiar with Chuck Pierce, and I was getting ready for ministering with him uh, in uh, Dallas, Texas. And as we're getting ready to minister, this song just came into my spirit. Like, it just hit me. Uh, I was actually in a hotel at the time, preparing my song list and getting ready and praying as to what God would do. And uh, just, just it was like a, a visitation from the Holy Spirit hit me in my hotel room. And this song, He's Alive, just came into my spirit. We sang it that weekend, and it was just absolutely explosive. Now, now, in other words, are you telling me this whole song was downloaded to you at that time? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I didn't have to sit down and try to figure it out, write it out, or anything. The only reason why I even typed it up was so that they can help uh, to, you know, copyright the song. But the moment it came to me, the music, the lyrics, the whole thing, just it was a download into my spirit. Now, now you said it was like a shofar blast. Explain that. 
when when the song came, it just see, I don't I don't know why God does this to me, but I I hear trumpets. I hear really, it's more like a uh, the ram's horn, the shofar. I hear that sound. It blasted into my spirit, and when I, I this was what's interesting is when I got the download and I heard that in my spirit. When I got to the Chuck Pierce uh, conference. There were people in there that, as I sang the song in soundcheck, just in soundcheck, they started blasting that same ram's horn sound. That same sound I heard in my hotel, they blasted that at that exact same moment in soundcheck. We weren't even performing it in service yet. It was just during soundcheck. Hmm. Now, the three CDs we're making available for a gift of $40. You better get these. Let's hear He's alive.
Eddie, when you were a young man, God opened your eyes and you started seeing angels. Tell me about uh, one particular angel you saw often. This was so amazing for me. I, uh, between the age of 16 and about 18 years old, uh, I would go to different places. My father, perhaps, would take me to a restaurant. I'd see this man there, or I'd be at this uh, this park, or I'd be uh, at a gas station. I could be at various different things. And there was a man. Uh, he was an uh, he was an angel showing up as a man. He had this uh, kind of like a flannel like shirt on. He had he was a white gentleman, kind of with a kind of a kind of a white beard. Looked like he was in his maybe uh, mid fifties. That's kind of he would. Uh, late 40s, mid 50s, and he would just appear, and and no one else seemed to notice him. No one else seemed to see him, but he would come. And I remember one moment specifically. Uh, uh, said I was at a Chinese restaurant, and he just come up to me and he just blessed me. He just just began to pray over me, and I I can't really articulate everything that he said. I just know in that moment he was imparting into me and blessing me. And uh, it's from by the age of about 16 to 18 years old, this angel would just show up over and over again. Eddie, you go into schools and with young people, uh, and you talk about angels. Do many of them then see angels? I've had so many testimonies of while we're leading worship, while we're sharing, uh, especially among the children. Uh, the angels that God would show them, they would draw pictures, they would give me uh, drawings of just uh, the various things that God is showing them, angels in many different forms, where it's, where it's angelic, uh, where it's lights that are appearing, uh, where they're, they're in form of lights, or, they're, or they have uh, their facial expressions, their, what they're doing in the room, how they're flying in different places, or if they're standing over a person or praying. I've got drawings of drawings of of children who who bring that up to me, it's it's very uh, interesting to me that uh, as we uh, would share testimonies and and many times I haven't even shared about it by my angelic experience, but the children would see them. It's beautiful. Now, tell me one picture that comes to mind that someone saw and they painted. I'll, the most recent one. I was just uh, in uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, at a conference there with Perry Stone. And this uh, young girl, uh, I was really headed, uh, we had just done this conference, and I was headed to the back, and she had to catch me. She ran to me, and she gave me this picture. This is one of the first images that came to my mind when we started talking about this. This has been maybe two, three, four weeks ago. She brings me this picture, and she sees rain coming down from the sky, and these angels, she has drawn them, flying through the sky as rain is coming down. And this is what she saw while I was leading worship. She saw the outpour of the Holy Spirit and angels soaring through that outpouring while I was leading worship. And she drew it and she gave it to me. Well, how appropriate for a song called, from from the three CDs we're making available, Let It Rain.
let it rain. Open the floodgates of hell. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven, Lord Jesus. Let it rain, Lord. Pour your spirit on all flesh, Jesus. Open the floodgates of heaven. We need rain. Let it rain, oh Lord. Open the floodgates. Till we're never the same. Oh, open the floodgates of heaven. Oh, let it rain, Jesus. Let it rain, Lord. Open the floodgates of heaven over America. Let it rain, let it flood, open the floodgates, remove everything with the rain of your precious Jesus, remove everything that's in the way, remove everything that's in the way of awakening. Churches, in our youth groups, in our worship teams, in our choirs, on our deacons, on our ushers, on our pastors. Jesus, let it rain, Lord, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven, oh Lord. Let it rain until our sons and our daughters prophesy. Let it rain until young men see visions and old men dream dreams. Let it rain. Oh, Jesus, let it rain. Church need rain. Lord, the church need rain. Oh Lord, 
You told me these angels are assigned to you to do such things as miracles. Tell me one that comes to mind. Oh, wow. Um, I'll tell you this. We were in Suriname, South America. And there was a woman, while I'm leading worship, while we are worshiping the Lord, and God is pouring out his spirit. And by the way, the, the kids there were seeing angels as well. This is why this really ministers to me. The while we're leading worship Sunday morning was a very specific moment. There's a lady there who sent in this testimony to the people who brought us in, where she had heart failure. She had lung, uh, her one lung wasn't working. And during the service, God completely heals her heart. God completely heals her lungs. She's breathing in a way she has never been able to breathe before. She's running. She begins to scream. I remember the scream. She said, I begin to scream because I felt this heat come over my chest and over my stomach, and God was healing me. And she's, she's uh, gone to the doctor. They've already verified. We don't know what happened, but this woman is completely healed. And it was just during the worship doing God, just while we're worshiping God, and the presence of God is moving, this woman, the Lord divinely heals her body. Just out of curiosity, uh, did a lot of other neat things happen on this recent trip? Oh, uh, I don't know that we have the space and the time to tell all the testimonies of what God did in Suriname. Just the outpour of God. Uh, everything from restoration of uh, in pastors' hearts who were broken to... Uh, miracles of of people who were uh, struggling. Uh, for example, I remember this one individual who had a problem in their legs walking and God healed their legs and they were able to dance for Jesus and to, to just glorify God uh, when they had uh, uh, trouble in their legs. I had uh, just various different people sharing of different healings in their uh, just uh, throughout their bodies. And- oh, you know, we're out of time right now, but I'm going to tell you his uh, new albums, uh, Shift and Yearn. Uh, on Yearn, he just sits at the piano and worships God. You can hear him crying. You can hear him praising God in tongues. I, I, I said to Eddie one time, I want to get in on your worship between you and God. And that's what he did. So I want to get into your hands immediately. These three CDs called Shift and Yearn, 
available for a gift of $40. And I'm going to tell you something. What goes on at his meetings will start going on in your home. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. When you're teaching someone, one of these young people just off the street uh, that just got off of drugs, and I met some of your young kids, they are amazing. Uh, have many of them gone on to become uh uh, go into full-time ministry after you set them free and mentored them? Sid, it is so incredible to see the transformation, where they were, and then where God takes them. Uh, I have one for an example. His name is Kagan. Kagan has come, uh, was a former drug addict and bound in homosexuality, and uh, he was so messed up that when we first found him, we didn't know if he was male or female. And I was praying, God bless this individual, because we just could not tell. But the transformation, Sid, get this, was so incredible that now he just recently come back from India. And India, he's preaching the gospel, and 15,500 and so people give their lives to Jesus right there in India. He has went to different places in America, in Hollywood. In, like he's, He has this one story of such a supernatural, powerful move of God. He, he's at a uh, place where they do modeling. And at that place, somebody's baby died right there at the modeling agency. He lays hands on the baby, and the baby comes back to life. And many of those models get saved and filled with the Spirit right there. You know, my experience is someone that is radical for the devil, that has a radical encounter with Jesus, then is radical for Jesus, which is really normal, uh, but uh, they are considered by most Christians radical because most Christians have never even seen people that operate in what the Bible says. But you've got all these, uh, uh, I have here in my notes that something like a couple of hundred of your former students are now in full-time ministry. Absolutely, absolutely. We have them, whether they are either, uh, I've got several that are either pastors or youth pastors. Many of them have launched their own ministry. Uh, some of them are worship leading or starting their own bands. T- tell me about Khalid briefly, the young Muslim man. Oh, goodness. He, uh, he's probably, uh, he's the catalyst behind so much of what we've done. He, he came into our ministry. Uh, I was, he was 19 years old at the time. And uh, he, he came basically to learn engineering and in terms of uh, studio and sound. Uh, but through the course of events... Now, he came in as a, as a non-believer, as a Muslim. Yeah, he came... Yeah, to give you just how it really came, went down, he, he, the guitar player of mine had graduated from high school with him. He comes into our ministry to do sound... Uh, and really, at that time, that only meant he was going to come whenever I'm doing a project. So we go to Tennessee. We go to Nashville, Tennessee. And he sees a bona fide miracle happen. This is why miracles are so important. He sees a bona fide miracle happen right before his very eyes with uh, another one of our friends who had gotten bitten by an insect. His hand begins to swell up. It got real bad. And the woman of the house we were staying with lays hands on him, and God miraculously heals 
him of the insect bite right in front of Khalid's eyes. Khalid says, can you do for me what you did for him? Because at the time he was having uh, infection in his mouth. His mouth was really messed up. And so she lays hands on him. Now, Khalid had never been to a church service. At this point, the only faith he knows is Islam. He's from Tunisia, Africa. He has no idea of what it's like to be in a church event. So his first exposure to Christianity is at this home. Khalid, she lays hands on him. He hits the ground. He just falls out in the Holy Ghost. There's no catcher. <laughs> he, I didn't even know that this was going to happen. He hits the ground, and Sid, he didn't wake up for 18 hours. Oh, my goodness. The next time he gets up, he says that the power of God, the, he says, this is what he said. He said, Jesus came to him while he was out and reveals himself to him and shows him that he is the true Messiah. He gets up from that experience. His mouth is completely healed, and he's a believer in that moment. You are an equal opportunity minister, Eddie. You minister to traditional Jews, to Muslims. It doesn't matter. All you have to do is walk in the love and the power and the miracles of the living God. Everyone's hungry for the living God, the real God, the God that's personal, and you demonstrate them. These kids that have been into drugs that are, are, are just the dredge of society turn around, and they're going to be the leaders of the church of the next move of God's Spirit. Absolutely. Absolutely. I liken it to what happened with the woman with the issue of blood or the woman at the well or the leper or even Paul, that they have an encounter and they become catalysts for breakthroughs in their community, that thousands upon thousands, like the, like the, like the man that was at the gate, beautiful. When Peter and John said, rise up and walk, 5,000 people come to know Jesus just off of his testimony. And that's what we're seeing God do it right now. Tell me about the song. We're offering three of your CDs that are so powerful. They're not your typical, I have to warn you. I mean, in one of them, Eddie breaks out in tongues on almost every song. Uh, Because what I wanted him to do is capture what he does between him and God behind closed doors so that you can participate in the glory that's on him. And by the way, the three music CDs will be available for a gift of $40. Tell me about uh, this, the uh, song that we're offering on uh, the Shift CD called I Love You. Powerful song. I would I'll never forget this. Sid, I was at Brownsville, uh, Assembly of God, where the outpouring happened for so many years, and millions came to receive the Lord. So I'm there leading worship. Uh, and uh, while being there, uh, just before the worship service starts, I am in sound check. These sound checks, uh, God just visits. And so uh, right as I'm playing, just to get the keyboard and uh, check, I love you. Just I just begin to play that progression. And when you hear the song, I love you, I want you to take note, because when I say I love you, uh, it is uh, uh, me responding, uh, or the Father telling me that he loves me. And as you hear the echo, it's us telling Jesus as the bride that we love him. And so you, you have this uh, intimacy that is happening, which is uh, so important 
it's, it's, as you said earlier, it's what births so much of what comes out of my life is intimacy with God. And that's what this song is portraying as we're saying uh, to the Lord, and the Lord is saying to us how much we love each other. You're going to experience what is normal for Eddie and his kids right now. I love you. 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 I We're about ready to have a revival. What did God show you when you were at the Western Wall in Israel? Oh, goodness. Sid, my spirit is so stirred about awakening and what, you know, being there, seeing, you know, my heart, uh, first of all, is so just, I'm seeing the, the Jews uh, praying, and I see how earnest, and I see how passionate, and I'm and I'm looking at this in one moment. I'm saying, God, 
they're going after you. Some of these people are so sincere. Lord, will you visit them? And I saw an outbreak of the Spirit of God hit the Wailing Wall in such a way that I believe we're going to see an awakening. That I believe that people are going to be praying and the revelation of Jesus is going to hit them in such a powerful way. And I believe signs, wonders, and miracles, I really believe it's going to be an outbreak of the, of the Spirit of God right there at the wall. I believe that, too. And I, and that passion, I understand. And have you noticed the way when they pray, they kind of like uh, bend over and rock? Do you, do you know the reason behind that? There's a reason. The reason that they do that is they want every fiber of their body worshiping God. And that's the reason they're rocking. They're just trying to get their whole body involved in worship for God. Wow. Now, they know God the father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they have not met God the Son. And what you're saying is this is God's moment in history. It's called the fullness of the Gentile age in which God is once again going to remove the spiritual scales from the eyes of Jewish people. And here's my belief, Eddie. Revival is going to start in Israel and spread to the four corners of the earth because God wants to have mercy one last time. And I'm believing God for a major revival in America and every nation of the world. Yes, sir. I believe you're absolutely on target. I see that in the spirit. I believe when I go to Israel, you know, at least once or twice a year, when I go there, I am stirred with what I believe will be released in the earth from that place. And I really believe that we're going to see rabbis and we're going to see some of the Orthodox Jews come on the scene with such authority and with such power. I believe some of the most powerful people operating in signs and wonders would be some of these ones whose eyes were darkened, like Paul. And they're going to have a road to Damascus experience. And we're going to see some of the most powerful moves of the Holy Ghost from those people. And, and you know what? It's not going to just be the Jewish people there. Jews and Muslims are having dreams and visions, whereas man can't penetrate that religious spirit on them. God can. You know, I was talking to a Muslim young woman at, at a mall uh, last night, as a matter of fact. And I started and I knew what she was going to say because I understand Islam. Uh, I, I said, you know, a lot of Muslims are having amazing dreams and visions. She says, oh, yes, we believe in dreams and visions. I said, and these are dreams and visions that Jesus is the son of God. <laughs> you should have seen her face drop. Uh, but anyway, they are. Jews and Muslims are having visions. Jesus is coming to them, and, and they are going to be the, the, they're going to start the fires all over the world. I believe it. I mean, these radical Jews and these radical Muslims are going to be radical for Jesus. <laughs> when Khalid came to Jesus and he shared his faith with his family, he was a Muslim and he was rejected by his family. But his sister, at the time, Alisa, she went in her room and she began to pray and Holy Spirit revealed Jesus to her through dreams and visions. And she became a, a Christian uh, living in a Muslim home. And she was beaten for it. She was ostracized for it. But she became a Christian in a Muslim home. And it was because of the dreams and the visions God showed her 
that Jesus Christ is exactly who he said he is. So yeah, I believe you're right on with that. I, I have... Uh, yeah, I see all the bad things about ready to happen to America, all the judgments about ready to happen to America. But I see one of the greatest revivals the world has ever seen. And guess what? God loves you so much. He has you alive just for this revival that's coming. Tell me about the song, Awakening. I believe that what you're saying is true, and I believe it because one, I see awakening happening in my young people. Some of the some of the people who are the darkest out there, whether it's gang banging and and uh, the drugs and the perversion with uh, uh, the different uh, uh, the homosexuality issues, all of the different things that we're seeing happening, we're seeing first fruits in our lives of young people that the the church discards and the world says are the worst. They're the ones that are not only becoming Christian and receiving Christ, but they carry the spirit of awakening. Uh, for an example, we were just in Rochelle, Illinois, and a young man that we brought who was a drug addict one day, the next day he's praying for a woman and sees her leg grow. She has one leg shorter than the other, and both legs become even as he's watching the leg grow before his very eyes. He was a drug addict. He was high when he got to me, and the next day, so full of faith, he is seeing limbs grow. That's powerful. Just The spirit of awakening is just hitting the earth. Okay. We're making Eddie James three top music CDs. One, the most requested one he has, uh, available for a gift of $40. Don't be Meshuga. That's a Hebrew word for crazy. Order these three CDs. Awakening. Just my worry for awakening. 
Place a credit card order for today's offer? Call anytime at 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or log on to our website at www.sidroth.org. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. Discover how you can begin watching for free our 24-hour, 7-day-a-week TV network, ISN, the It's Supernatural Network. You can write me at Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. That's Sid Roth, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.